Hi, today is August 14th, 2021. Uh, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions and anything said in this podcast. The future podcast should not be considered financial advice. I have stocks in AMD. Thank you. <laughs> it's just sometimes i get in these like modes where i just like start like laughing for no reason just doing the intro i think it's because after having it done so many times it just sounds cringy to me now uh just because it's like oh here's judy trying to be all official <laughs> it's just like oh yeah i don't know if that if that feeling will ever go away um just jumping into the weekly plays here uh I mean, as I bring this earnings whispers up, I just want to tell everybody that uh, I had 500 shares of NVIDIA uh, assigned and called away. Um, was it yesterday? No, today is Saturday. I had it called away this morning. Um, and so I don't have any NVIDIA shares going into next week. And NVIDIA earnings, uh, I believe, are next Wednesday after the bell. So just I guess that's the perfect segue, the earnings for next week. Uh, include Roblox uh, after close on Monday. Uh, before open on Tuesday, um, you have Home Depot and Walmart. Uh, after close on Tuesday, you got Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Nothing really much after Tuesday. Before open on Wednesday, you have Target and Lowe's. After close on Wednesday, you have Nvidia. That's the one that I will be paying the most attention to. You also have Cisco. Uh, before open on Thursday, you have Macy's, Kohl's, Billy Billy, uh, and Bao Zoon. Uh, after close on Thursday, you have Applied Materials. And before open on Friday, you have Foot Locker and John Deere. So while I don't have any NVIDIA shares, um, I do have a Tesla position um, open. And, you know, that's a little bit out of character. It's not my go-to move. Uh, but just because I have a whole lot of capital freed up, uh, because my only other positions really is just uh, 100 shares of AMD, which you can all see uh, my winners and losers, all my trades, everything at datagame.com slash junior. You don't need a pay or anything. I, there's no paywall there. Um, but yeah, I also have um, a Tesla position open. And, you know, the premium looked right, and I had all of this, you know, um, all these reasons I wanted to go in uh, and it still warms my heart when people reach out and they they ask questions like Junie why did you go into this Junie you picked this date to expiration uh, instead of your usual this one and it's just a good reminder to me that like hey you know people are watching me trade and people are more or less learning from how I trade they're picking and choosing what parts they like from how I trade and whatnot um, because most of the time People don't actually say anything, and I think that's kind of a blessing too. They kind of trust that I trust my own system and I know what I'm doing, and they just kind of learn from afar. But there are very, very sweet moments where people will say like, hey, Junie, you usually do this. This trade is quite, it's like a little bit different. Why did you do this? And so, and then getting, and then me explaining that helps a ton. Um, because it helps ground my thesis and just gets me more comfortable with explaining my reasoning for things, which I think is a healthy exercise. And this is also a segue into if you invited your friends to join ThetaGaming.com and you guys can have, uh, you, you guys can share uh, your profiles with each other and be like, hey, dude, you know, 
I thought we weren't going to go into any meme stocks. Uh, why did you open it? Is it just different this time? Or, you know, you, someone closes something for a win and you, you can ask like, oh, dude, I saw you score that win. Like, what did you do differently? Or uh, you see one of your homies lose and you're like, uh, you know, is there anything that you would have done differently? What are you going to do next time? Um, any tips for me? Or so, something like that that can foster a healthy way to start looking at trades because a lot of the time people only talk about winners it's like oh yeah dude i scored a, I did a tesla call and you know i got 300 dollars uh because i scalped the minute chart and uh you know i just saw this alert on twitter and i just went in uh yolo <laughs> so um <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's all. That's all fun. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh... <laughs> oh, some some of you guys and girls are just like, wow, Junie. That sounds exactly like my friend group. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I say, I say these things because this is like this is normal. Like when I poke fun at these things, it's not because it's necessarily bad. It's just you know a bunch of friends getting together uh buying stocks together you know you know it gives some sort of like um conversation fodder whenever you get back together you're like oh yeah this stock is doing cool this stock is doing cool but uh yeah if you want to be that friend in your group that you know uh takes a little bit more serious then it's time to like find your system right and it could be learning from me it could be just learning from this podcast but there's a whole plethora uh, of strategies out there um, and this isn't just to say like the 80 gang's the best because it, it's it's not I think buying and holding is the best but it is also in my opinion the most boring so that's why most people don't like to do it um, but nonetheless um, yeah hope you find your own groove and if you can find a way to uh, foster a positive and collaborative environment where you can you know iterate your strategy with your friends i think that'd be cool and if you want to use stadiagame.com to do it by all means go for it okay uh let's quickly talk about earnings this week uh the most notable ones uh just being roblox i think a lot of people are just interested in those numbers uh i just did some anecdotal research and again this is just my own research i did a quick check on like the top 10 games that people are playing and Roblox isn't on there. Um, it's like Grand Theft Auto V, Minecraft, uh, CSGO, um, and a whole lot of other games. But it's definitely not Roblox. A lot. Of, I think a lot of older people assume that a lot of people are playing Roblox. But it's like not as true. And when I mean a lot, I don't mean like a statistical number. Like I'm, I consider myself a gamer too. And there, I don't know anybody that actually plays Roblox. I, I see people play Fortnite because I can tell that some of you are going to be like, oh, Roblox is a kid's game. Um, but I also see a lot of, people, of my friends playing Minecraft. It's just Roblox is just not there. So Roblox is also priced to growth to the max. So you need to be very careful when you're playing with this uh, very user-generated number um kind of stock right you want to see subscription numbers go up you want to see in-game revenue go up and all that all that good stuff to match the current expectations there's a lot of expectation for roblox um there's also this other thing and sorry i had like two 
giant cups of coffee uh, with like four smaller cups of coffee today, and I'm drinking a Diet Coke right now. Uh, but there's a lot of talk about Roblox, about being the next metaverse. Roblox isn't it. I'm going to call it right now, and I'm going to say Roblox is not the metaverse that we're all looking for. If anything, <laughs> and this is not to toot my own horn, but I think NVIDIA would do it. it it's going to take some... It's got to take like real real smart people and no no offense to the engineers at roblox i'm sure that you guys are plenty smart but i'm talking like nvidia smart okay like nvidia i think nvidia nvidia's ai team nvidia's like virtual reality team graphics card team like those are the people that are gonna bring it um but notice how i'm not saying go long on nvidia because it's the metaverse i'm not saying that i'm just saying don't fall for the roblox metaverse argument because that's it just it's just too far-fetched from what i see um but without going too deep into that because we've got other companies to cover um target has been doing really well uh, target also pays some one of the best dividends for a mainstream stock uh, that I can think of. Um, a lot of you might be listening and be like, well, Junie, uh, the smaller cap company pays 7% dividend, but also, <laughs> but, but to that argument, like there's not that many people that know about that. Oh, well, Junie, just because not a lot of people know about that doesn't mean it's like not good. Um, it just means that there's not a lot of volume. Uh, Junie, just because not a lot of shares, uh, aren't traded doesn't mean that's like, <sighs> Okay, the safest options to play are the ones that have a lot of volume and a lot of open interest. The stocks that you are thinking of that pay like 7, 8, 9, 10% dividend yield do not have the open interest that Target does. So let's just leave it at that comparison. Target, for its market cap, its size, its notoriety, pays the one of the biggest dividends that I know and it's not even that much let me let me go and see TGT dividend here's some keyboard ASMR um, let me just go with TGT I just like the the thingy um, P&E ratio of 21.35 so that's amazing and a dividend yield of 1.38% if you're already a fan of Target right this is a huge bonus that you get for just holding Target stock um, I had a episode a long, long time ago. At least it felt like a long time ago. That's called Girls Are Better Investors. And in that episode, I kind of talk about like um, how girls just hold on to stock. And if if they're like, if they're interested enough and they just buy the companies that they really like and they use, then, you know, just buying Target is just a, it's just more of an argument to buy Target now. Just like having a P low P&E ratio, good dividend yield, and somewhere that you shop, which I think everyone should attest to. Is like if you use a product that you really like and you see yourself using that product for like the rest of your life and you see yourself buying the new iterations of that product, AKA Apple, right? Like if you're, if you're in that ecosystem, you enjoy that ecosystem, you should probably buy stock in that ecosystem. Apple, I don't think pays that big of a dividend compared to uh, Target, but Apple just being like the glorified savings account. Yeah, Apple dividend yields 0.59 and has a P&E ratio of 29.20, which for a tech company is pretty low, but we also have to remember that they just went through a four to one split or 10 to one split, probably 10 to one split. Um, but yeah, going more into this week, 
just looking at Walmart uh, for retail numbers um, and Home Depot for home improvement numbers. Uh, this is this is interesting. I don't remember if this is how it's always been, but Walmart is reporting before Target. And so if you're trying to play an earnings play for retail, right? If you think retail has gone up because you you your thesis is everybody is tired of staying home and they just want to spend money when they go to the store, then you would want to buy the earnings play for Walmart, not Target, because Walmart reporting first will affect your Target options. Um, and that goes with playing for home improvement. If you think people are buying all these homes and people are doing all these home improvement projects, you see you see your friends taking out like hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans to improve a house, to flip it, then you would want to play Home Depot uh, for earnings and not Lowe's because Home Depot reports first. You don't want to do, you you don't want to force yourself to um, hurdle over obstacles. You want to just get your play done and over with without extraneous factors like influencing it and you want to play it on the first one that reports uh i think i had an episode about this uh this topic is covered more in the episode that's titled uh junie giving bad tips for earnings i think is the the episode title um going further into this week yeah nvidia after close on wednesday that'll be pretty big because nvidia is at a very like I, I don't like saying at a critical point it's just nvidia being at 200 um it seems like it's gonna be there for a while unless if there's like big news to really justify it going higher than 800 or i mean 200 i was talking about 800 because it had just split four to one uh, which is why i got confused with the apple 10 or one example um but yeah nvidia will report and then uh, Applied Materials, being another semiconductor stock, will report after NVIDIA the next following day. So again, if you're if you're just looking for plays to play earnings on and you want to do semiconductor play, you probably want to do NVIDIA over Applied Materials. I think NVIDIA just has more option volume and more volume in general, open interest, um, than Applied Materials. So there's that. Wow, I felt like I talked my mouth off. Um, that is it. We're gonna go into the next section here. Uh, just remember that earnings are dangerous. Like the the second you think that an earnings is a smash hit, uh, it will lose. When you go in and you just dabble in it, you buy like one small lotto call, you will win. But as soon as you let your guard down, I mean, as soon as it happens, you're like, wow, I'm on fire. All these little lotto plays that I've been doing, I've been I've been hitting the money every time. I'm gonna just do like a little bit size, like a little bit bigger of a bet, you know, just 10,000 more dollars than I usually would spend um, because uh, yeah, I've just been doing so well and I'm running so hot, right? And then that is the moment where you're gonna get hosed. And I don't know and you don't know if that's gonna be your tilting moment either. Imagine if you just kept it small I'm using air quotes because small or 10K is relative, right? Like, or relatively small to some people or a lot to other people. But you don't know after losing that 10K, are you going to look up some DD on Wall Street Bets to make yourself feel better? And then are you going to double down on losing position with 30 more thousand dollars because it's a guaranteed rebound the next day, right? So be careful. It's, it's There's a lot of scenarios that happen that can turn into worse scenarios if you if you're not seasoned right a lot of people 
when they first start options is they start buying calls left and right because they just start wanting to guessing direction. They get got enough times and they just want to make it all back in one trade. And that's when you see uh, the, the, the big red graph that gets upvoted to oblivion on Wall Street bets. Right, it's always that one last revenge trade. You're like, you know what? I only got three thousand dollars left in my portfolio. I've already lost seven grand. I'm just gonna slam this last three thousand dollars in in this like out the money call for spy, because I think spy will continue to go up this week. And then spy doesn't go up, and then you get burned. That all that money goes away, and then from that moment on, you're like, wow, this is all rigged, and you stop investing right quote investing because that's not really investing that's trading gambling whatever you want to phrase it um yeah so just be careful really really be careful uh it's this the stock market is like the ocean it, it's beautiful dude if you like take a step back and you just understand like everybody is the master of their own fate in the stock market like you can do everything right and this is something will go wrong, but it's up to you to navigate and protect yourself at all costs at all times and get yourself out of that scenario. It, like it's a very ego driven, um, it's a very ego driven hobby, right? Trading stocks is very ego driven. Everyone wants to be right, uh, which is not the right approach to, you know, learning, right? You, you should care less about being right um, than you should trying to understand it. And a lot of people try to jump the gun. They want to be right. They want to be making money all the time. Uh, but then they'll continue to like the tweets that have all the staple knowledge of like, uh, you know, buy the dip or uh, all these other things. But they can't buy the dip because they've been doing like other very like risky things that didn't work out in their favor. So lots of hypocrism. Hypocrism. <laughs> Hypocrite. What am I trying to say? Lots of hip hypocritism lots of hypocrisy <laughs> uh from people on like twitter and reddit right like a lot of people like giving um fi uh, like responsible financial advice or you know uh, you know financial wisdom maybe no one actually gives financial advice because everyone has that in their bio <laughs> even, even when their portfolios are red <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh, this section was supposed to end like minutes ago, but I just keep going. And you know why? Because <laughs> this is my podcast. I could do what I want. Oh, man. Like, if you guys and girls wanted to ever start a podcast, and I've definitely said this in other podcast episodes, like, this is your sign. Like, just create the podcast that you want to create. It's just talking to a microphone. And then just like a few people will start listening to you. And that's sometimes that's all it needs to be because this this is fun. I love doing this. I love taking the time out my weekend to do this. It's very it's very relaxing. Uh, and it's a lot of time to just reflect uh, while, while I like kind of just speak from my experiences. So it's just a fun time. Remember, I've lost a lot uh, with earnings. Uh, I've also gained a lot from earnings. So I just want to just put myself out there and be more relatable. I'm not a perfect trader by any means. I show all my trades again, my wins and losses at datagain.com slash Juni. Um, just so everyone can learn from it. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I hope that you guys and girls continue listening uh, and that you all have an amazing week. Why does it sound like the podcast is about to end right now? Let's go into the next section. Okay, uh, this week on the new datagame.com website updates, uh, nothing really much to report here beyond just like some like background stuff that I'm doing with like analytics and whatnot, but that's all not user facing. Uh, and I'm not trying to have this section be like a learn SQL with Juni uh, section. So <laughs> the non tech people are like, what? Sequels? To what movie? <laughs> Um, I have been getting emails though, uh, from people talking about how like, Hey Junie, I've been doing really awesome. Uh, should I start day trading? It, that's like the shortest way I could put it. Cause it's just, there's so many people that have written in, uh, it, it's, I don't want to blow it out of proportion. It's not so many people. It's like about like five. Okay. Over the last few months that have been, uh, that has sent me an email saying like, Junie, I've been doing really awesome. Should I quit and become a day trader? First things first. I hope you be careful, but I also hope you succeed in whatever you do in life. You can do whatever you put your mind to, uh, as long as you be careful and you understand the risks and the rewards of whatever you might be doing. Uh, I also have a um, an episode. I think it's called "You Are Not a Day Trader" or something something along the lines. You could just do like a control or a command F um, to find the episode. But I talk about day trading and how unlikely it is for you to succeed uh, because that's how I think a lot of the 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 gurus. Yeah, I just learned that that's like a term, like the fake gurus on Twitter. Uh, a lot of them like to give off this persona of like, "Hey, day trading works," but I'm not gonna show you any of my losses, and I'm also not gonna take responsibility of any of my losses. But hey, look at all these wins that I have using your subscription money as free plays. Isn't this awesome? <laughs> Right, like, no one, no one has a log of wins and losses that's like just publicly available that they day trade. But I kind of also get it. It's it's kind of a pain to log every single day trade, especially if you're trading by the minute. Like you don't want to log every single one of those. So I get it. So I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt for anybody that's listening that's a day trader that doesn't want to put their logs into uh, like fruition and then have have that be shared with other people. I get it. Also, you don't need to prove anything to anybody, but here's here's where that that point changes. If you come out of the blue on some person's Twitter post, okay, and I'm gonna like put myself in some third person context. If you go out of your way and you say, Hey person, because you can in fact be a girl or a boy, it doesn't matter. Hey person uh i'm better than you at trading i think your ideas suck i think you should incorporate this right you're not only saying that you're better than this person but you're also saying that this procedure or this method that you're doing is better leading you to execute better in the market but if you don't have any proof that you're better or if you're trying to give advice without having any proof like what what good is that advice? Like, how am I supposed to know 
that your piece of advice is supposed to work. Okay, so <laughs> when when I hear things like, "Hey, Junie, you keep trading at the top of at the top of Bollinger Bands," <laughs> I'm just gonna stop myself there because I don't want I don't actually want to say the rest of my tweet. You want to go? You want to go? If you want to go <laughs> to my Twitter at that's twitter.com slash real theta gig. Uh, I posted a pretty good tweet. Um, and I'm, I'm going to bet that a lot of people think that's like made up, but that's actually, that was actually a line in one of the emails. So, <laughs> oh, I just can't say the rest of the tweet cause this is a family friendly podcast and you know, I want to keep it, I just want to keep it family friendly, but anyway, um, yeah, so I'll get these emails basically saying like, Hey Junie, uh, I'm doing really awesome. Should I quit and become a day trader? Um, you do whatever you want, uh, but I think a you know a friendly challenge. I think is hey, uh, if you can, <laughs> if you can beat me, uh, then I say you can start considering yourself to become a day trader. Because I know I can't be a day trader because I'm not that good, right? I'm putting some respect on some day traders' names. Like I don't want to say like oh all day traders suck because that's absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I am not good enough to be a day trader. How about that? How about I put myself down on that pedestal, right? You know, I'm not I'm not trash, but I'm going to say I'm not good enough to be a day trader. But unless if you could beat my returns uh on a consistent basis, I'd say like just don't even think about it. Like continue to learn, continue to do things that are um you know, adventurous, risky, get your fix, but like, don't quit your job and like, think like, okay, I'm going to be able to make uh, this month's rent because I've made plus 50% last year. That's equal to this many months this year. That's when things start to go wrong. And before I start repeating all the things that I ever talked about in that last episode about like, that's titled like, you're not a day trader or something. Um, just be really, really careful. And you, if it, if it helps, Use me as comparison, like just be like, okay, if if Junie makes plus fifty percent on a spectacular year and he's doing plus thirty percent this year, uh, then you know if I can make thirty one percent this year along with him, then uh, you know I'll consider becoming a day trader or or something like that because I consider myself a very disciplined person. I do things on a very cordial basis. On a, I'm very routine focused. I do things even though that I don't want to do it. I know I have to do, but I still cannot be a day trader. Like I can't control my emotions enough for being a day trader. I don't like the fact that um, it's so fast paced and it's very stress inducing. Um, I can hear like a lot of people are like, oh, Junie, it's not that stressful or Junie, it's not this. It's, it's to you, it's not stressful, but to me, it's, it's, it's plenty of stress. Like I, I can't sleep um and you know i enjoy sleep a lot that's one of the main reasons why i like doing uh my style of strategy or the theta game strategies um yeah so just be careful um uh, use me as comparison if you want as a friendly challenge and uh i hope that if, again whatever you do i hope you succeed and i wish you health for the rest of 2021 and beyond
Oakley Doakley. <laughs> uh, today we're gonna be talking about missing uh, the rocket. Uh, this happens to a lot of people, especially people that have a lot of different watch, uh, lots of companies on their watch list, right? Like there's some people that have like 50 companies on their watch list, and when they scroll their mouse wheel like four times, they could still keep scrolling down. <laughs> Where do I come up with these examples? Um, yeah, and so you'll find yourself in your stock market journey um, finding companies that you were previously interested in or that you are interested in. Uh, you'll find them having jumped like 10, 15% maybe at one time or maybe even 5%, okay? And then you'll think to yourself like, wow, I missed the rocket. I don't want to invest in this company anymore because uh, I think there's, there might be a correction or, you know, now I think it's overvalued or, you know, it just feels bad uh, buying at the top. So I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And today, uh, you know, after I take this pause, we're going to be talking about, you know, how to just change your perspective on this um, because I think it's a very dangerous behavior to stop wanting to invest into a company because the price has gone up. And a lot of my core values when trading stocks and, you know, selling options is, you know, pick what you love, trade what you love. And if what you love goes up, that's only a good thing for you because it's just justifying your thesis of why that company deserves your investment money. And so let's just take a quick pause. Let me gather my thoughts and we'll just jump into it. Okay. So I won't use Nvidia as an example because you all know I just love Nvidia, but I don't want to like make this sound like, oh, Junie's shilling Nvidia, oh, Nvidia earnings are next week. Oh yeah, oh yeah, better buy Nvidia before earnings because Nvidia's gonna crush it because Junie keeps talking about it. No, 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 no. You see, Nvidia will go in the opposite direction of whatever you buy options and they'll also go in the same direction of whatever wherever you sell the options because <laughs> i can i can tell i have some snarky listeners that'd be like oh judy says this example for bad or for uh buying options oh uh, so <laughs> i'm gonna say but judy what about if you sell the options or write the options? Ah, i got you um <laughs> uh, so let's just use our core example um of Apple, okay? I can talk all day about Apple. I feel safe about talking about Apple. If you feel inclined to buy Apple um, after this podcast, I mean, that's still your decision because this is not financial advice. Uh, <laughs> look at Judy cover up his tracks. Uh, but yeah, Apple, relatively safe. But of course, it, <laughs> invest at your own risk. I'm not a financial advisor and all the extra, extra hoopla. Um, Apple. Apple, a very solid company, lots of free cash flow. They're, they make money, right? And I can't believe I have to be saying that, but yes, the company makes money and that's a positive thing. A lot of companies don't make money, right? And they, they those companies are worth like millions or billions of dollars sometimes. Um, so, you know, looking at Apple, um, lots of free cash flow, they make money, they pay, you know, a small dividend, but still a plus. Um, they are a you know consumer phone leader right and phones just being like one of the most staple things you could ever have and you know their macbooks are really good um 
I could go on and on about the Apple ecosystem, about how good it is. But anybody that's like team Android is going to be like, oh, Juni will Apple sucks because of this or this, this, this. dude <laughs> or a girl. Like, I don't want to argue about that right now. Like, I'm just trying to make a playful example. And there are some pros to some Apple products. Come on, just work with me here. Okay. Okay. We could, we could, we could debate Android versus Apple at the Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash real data gang at 6 p.m. Tuesday Pacific time. But for right now, just agree with me so I sound cool in my own podcast, okay? Then just just give me a, just give me a lot of flack in the next Twitch stream about Android being better. Okay, so let me just continue with the example. Alright, so <laughs> Apple solid company. Just say in all intents and purposes you love Apple. I love Apple. Apple is trading at $100 right now. I add it to my watch list. Oop, I hit the table. Oh. Um, and then, uh, you know, a few weeks goes by. And then Apple says, hey, we are releasing a new form factor for iPhone. And the entire phone will be touchscreen. And the phone will also last like 50% longer. Like something something super crazy like that just comes out of nowhere. No Mac rumor, no nothing. It's like official announcement. And the stock pops like 10%. The stock popping 10% or going up 10% on that random day when I just had it on my watch list, I just noticed it go up, goes up 10%. In my, from my point of view, from Junie's point of view, where, where did Apple suddenly become less valuable, right? It's, you, I could only imagine not wanting to invest if you thought, hey, this new apple phone that lasts 50 percent longer is all touchscreen whatever is just gimmicky right like but let's be real the 50 percent more battery life thing that would be that would be crazy but that's kind of why i use that in this example um so you know the stock jumps 10 percent. where did apple become less cool where did apple become less like less valuable there Right. If you already loved Apple because of all those reasons I've listed before and because they're an industry leader and all this stuff, then it releasing something like this and popping 10% should get you excited to go in. Okay. A lot of people get stuck, right? They want to min-max prices. They want to min-max entries, which is going to be one of the topics of the next podcast episode. Um, but missing the rocket here um, is very subjective right like you didn't miss the rocket what if apple the next entire year uh starts going up because now that you know apple popped 10 percent, like analysts are starting to look at it and now they're starting to see that wow apple's p e ratio of you know whatever we talked about earlier in the podcast like 29.20 or 29.80 like it's it's less than 30 and it's a tech company and they have so much money they're like a trillion dollar company uh let's start upgrading it and then the stock jumps uh, up, you know, 10 more percent because you sat idle, right? You, you chose to just do nothing. Uh, you're not part of the rocket. You're not part of the actual rocket. The, the, this 10% pop that you saw stopped you from gaining that extra 20%. Now, will it be like this in every single trade or every single trade going here on forward or every single stock here on forward? No, no, that, that. It's a lot about my, a lot of my philosophy about trading stocks is doing the right thing 
all the time so that you get the best outcome possible. And when I mean right, I don't mean doing the thing that makes you money every time. I'm talking about doing the responsible thing every time. If Apple, especially if, if Apple is only is one of the only stocks that you genuinely love, and it's maybe the one of the ones that you genuinely love, and it's the one of the few that you can uh, uh, afford, right? Like not everyone can afford uh, Tesla stock, and not everyone can afford Amazon stock, but you know you can afford Apple stock because it went up ten percent. Does not suddenly mean that you're gonna exit off the table and then hope it goes back down ten percent because that's that's like almost just being a bear at that point because you're waiting for it to correct uh down because you don't think that this new phone with 50 percent battery life is just like justified like at all right you're hoping it for it to come back down to its uh price before the news which shouldn't be part of your thesis you shouldn't want your uh stock that you love or stock that you want to invest in go back to the price before the news because if the news was supposed to add value, which it clearly has, I mean, a phone with 50% more battery life is huge, then yeah, you're in the clear. Now, this could become like a little bit of a gray area. Okay, so like imagine, you know, there's like that piece about that Google Shopify um, uh, news about that partnership, right? Some of you um, might think like, oh, you know, this isn't such a big deal. Like, I don't see why Shopify would jump like 5%. Um, I really like Shopify. I want to invest. But, you know, uh, this 5% pop is just not enough for me. Like, I, or it's just too much for me. I don't want to buy in at the top. You figure out a lot about a stock when you start judging its price. If some stock going up or down, news or not, if that starts affecting the decision of whether or not you invest into a stock, suddenly, uh, you know, you're in love with the price and the news and less so like the products they build and whatnot. And you might think like, Junie, duh, like I'm an option scalper. Uh, I'm a day trading specialist. I'm a, uh, I'm the cool person x y and z right that type of investing or that type of trading that's for other people that's not the type of investing that i like to do because that type of investing gets super and i mean incredibly got uh during covid okay you get destroyed during like covid crashes or like interest rate uh hike crashes um when you start investing into companies that you genuinely love, you'll, you'll know that you actually like the company if you buy more stock when it goes up. And, you know, the same could be said, you buy the stock if it goes down, but I feel like that, that one's a little bit overplayed, right? Like buy the dip, right? Everyone likes the tweet. Barely anyone ever does it. They just like saying that they bought the dip to lure in more suckers to like actually take their first stab or take their first position. Um, but... If a stock goes up with bullish news and you buy into it more, uh, then I'd say that's a good sign that you still like the stock. Um, this could also be flipped around and turned around and saying like, oh, Junie, now you're encouraging people to uh, chase the top or, uh, you know, Junie, what if RSI is 80 and all this stuff? RSI could be 80. It could be 90. And it could trade flat from that moment forward. And RSI would just like trend or normalize back down to like 50, 
right? RSI doesn't have to necessarily correct right away. RSI could hit this like extreme, like 80, 90 off of some really big news, maybe like fundamental company changing news. And all it has to do is trade flat and RSI starts to regulate or normalize. So there are so many ways that you can trade stocks, but the number one way that I can just say with, with full blown confidence that will make your trading better is you start trading companies that you genuinely like that way you'll never feel like you're missing out on the rocket because if <laughs> if you're going to be trading stocks for the rest of your life right you, <laughs> i don't want to say it but i, I feel like i say time in market beats timing the market oh look at me i'm so smart <laughs> right like how many times have you liked that tweet or how many times have you seen that tweet if you've never liked it that is true. And if you want to be doing this for the rest of your life, you need to set yourself up to do this for the rest of your life. And that means doing the right thing all the time. And again, being doing the right thing doesn't mean uh, making the correct trade every time or making the um, profitable trade every time. It doesn't mean guessing the right direction every time. But it means doing the right thing every time, which is, you know, keep your auto deposits going in. If you keep your auto deposits coming in, and here's... Here's, here's it all coming together. If you have an auto deposit, right? How many times have I told you that the auto deposit is like the best way to grow your account? If your auto deposit is coming in every week, you can buy this Apple stock that's popped 10% every week for like the next year. And that little 10% pop will look like nothing. What, what, am I saying that Apple will continue going like a rocket up and that's what, what I mean by 10% mean nothing? No. I'm saying that that's a long time for you to average down or average up uh, in a stock position. If you're de auto depositing every week and every week you're buying Apple stock because you don't want to keep that money in your checking account and you would rather have it just invested, especially in a company that uh, has a big ecosystem, industry leader, dividend, big cash flow, makes money, etc. All this stuff. Because you're averaging down, you know, maybe Apple starts going down or yeah, better case if apple starts going up like the rocket that you missed um you're going to be in a at a in a good price anyway you should stop caring about like min maxing your um your entries and your cost basis and stuff try to get your try to get as much money into the market you can responsibly get in you need to you know at your own pace but you need to find a system that works for you and then once you understand that it can work for you, you need to start increasing your portfolio size so that you can start actually realizing profits that are meaningful to whatever goals you might have, whether if it's like buying that new Porsche you might want or um, maybe it's a family vacation that you just, you know, need to, um, you, you just need because you just need to mentally check out because it has been a very, you know, stressful year. Um, the thing or the reason why I bring this up is a lot of people might have like you know it, it really depends on what age range you're in but like you can have $10,000 or you can have $50,000 or you can have $100,000 or you got more than that but if you you know say that you had 75% returns uh, that's a lot 
But if you only have a 3K portfolio, then suddenly you you just kind of like, at least from my point of view, I definitely think that you were like gambling almost because like 75% returns is insane. Unless you're the next Michael Burry, and I know you're not. Um, and I'm not Michael Burry, uh, so <laughs> don't take that <laughs> don't take that to heart. Um, without putting in all your money, or you know the most uh, most amount of money that you can responsibly, your returns are not as meaningful. I'm not gonna call them meaningless because I it, the amount you put in is all relative. Like that the the important thing is don't get persuaded into thinking that you're super good at something when your allocation is really low, right? I can trade with a $1,000 portfolio and have my first trade be a Tesla out the money call. And if it doesn't hit, I'll just start over. I'll just make a new weekly challenge and say, hey, uh, you know, this is my first uh, weekly challenge and you know I'm gonna buy a Tesla call and then this one hits and then I'm like oh okay yeah I'm gonna stick with this one and I won't delete this one or I won't delete the video for this one and all that stuff there are a lot of ways to trick people into thinking like you're really good or you're that like um, like there's just like secret to the market and there's really not and here I am trying to just prove it to you know, all of you that are listening to this podcast, but like also to anyone that might visit datagame.com slash Juni on their own accord is that, wow, this dude is kind of just showing all of his winning trades and losing trades. Like, what is he getting out of this? Uh, I get a very, very cool talking point whenever someone tries to address uh, or give me advice is that I have proof in you know everything that I do and I can prove that it works and I can prove that I'm also doing it right which is one of the reasons why I trade out of my own terminal on the Tuesday live stream um, and that's what I get out of it is I get that I get a really cool talking point but to also show uh, it it's really not that hard you just need to be comfortable with the max loss scenarios you need to understand where you lose but you don't need to do any of this like intense technical analysis. You don't need to draw lines everywhere. I mean, they're cool. They're fun. It's a cool side activity, but you don't need to do it. Um, you can sleep at night. You don't need to worry. You don't need to trade futures. You don't need to. You don't need to short the market. You don't need to do any of that. It's. It's just. I also don't want to downplay it either because you know that might be offensive to some people too but like in this day and age like who can you not offend right so i hope that you know whoever is listening to this if you're having a tough time trying to figure out how to you know make money out of the stock market uh i'm not going to try to sell you anything here right all my all my stuff is free theygain.com slash juni my trades are there read all the notes of reasons of why i get in or maybe the reasons why i get out or reasons i win and reasons why i lose that's all free you can just go there and you can listen to all my podcasts they're free and i just talk about literally all the things that i do i don't teach you anything that I, I don't do and it's like a huge mantra of mine it's like why why would I try to teach you something that I don't understand like that's not fair to you and it's only it's 
only like I think it's just totally unfair. <laughs> just gonna say that straight up. Um, so to summarize, um, missing the rocket, auto deposits will save you in this scenario. Uh, if you feel like something has gone up too high, don't suddenly stop investing into it just because the price has gone up. Something needs to fundamentally change about the company that you don't like for you to uh, stop investing into it. Right, or maybe you have some other stock that you are that you see more value um, that has a lot of time pressure on. Maybe maybe there is a dip that you don't agree with, uh, so you want to buy that dip in another stock. So that's why you don't want to buy Apple right now because it popped. Right, it's all relative. It depends on where you are in your trading plan and your um, your trading thesis. But if you find that you have cash on the side and you were going to invest in Apple anyway. Uh, in this example, you should just invest in Apple, especially if they're making innovation type moves or stealing other people's moves but making it better or, or worse. I don't know. I'm not trying to pick a fight here. Um, because a stock goes up in price doesn't mean you should suddenly stop caring about the stock. Oh my goodness. I totally forgot about this whole other point. I rambled too much. My bad. Um, yeah, I have to say it. I have to say it. So, um, Wow, this this is going to extend the episode just a little bit longer. So I talk about the Apple at $100. And if Apple shoots up uh, 10%, making it at 110 something really cool and something that I did last year with Shopify that you know uh, gained me a lot of my gains for that plus 50% year was um, Shopify. So uh, Shopify was at 760 uh, and I was going to buy Shopify at 760. Shopify had then gone up like 4% the next day. And I said to myself, all right, just because it's gone up 4%, I still like the company. Nothing's changed. More money is in. More volume is going up. I'm down. I like Shopify. I believe it's the future of e-commerce and all that whatnot. So I said, okay. It's already gone up 4%. I would like a good deal to get in the stock because that's the type of trading that I do. I like to get good deals. I don't try to min-max, but this is how I use my framework. So with this example that I used is with Shopify, right? Just give me a real world example of you know when I use this. Framing it back to the Apple example, if Apple goes up 10%, it's trading at 110, I as a Apple investor looking to get his or her first uh, first position, I would like a good deal. I would like to buy Apple uh, back at like $100 or $105. I don't want to buy it right now, but I would like to buy it at a discount if it ever happens. Great, there is something in the market for that. There's something called a cash secured put that you can write and you could have that. You can say, hey, Give me a good deal on it. If uh, it gets down that low, great. You'll get assigned the stock and then paid some premium on top of it. Or if it never goes down that low, here's you getting paid to take on that pseudo risk, right? Like you want you want to get in. That is one of the most powerful positions in the market. Or let me take that back. You want to get in and you are in no rush to get in. That is the most powerful position in the market. You are the most powerful person in the entire stock market when you want to get into a stock, but you are not in a rush. But both of those 
points have to be true. Like there's no like half budding it here. Like you need to have those two be fully true. Like you want to get in. So you need to be able to write the obligation and you have to be ready to fulfill that obligation. But you also don't mind uh, waiting. So you don't mind writing the contract and having it sit in the abyss until you collect your premium and or get assigned. And so Apple jumping 10%, I missed the rocket. Hey, if I want to go in, I want a good deal because if I don't want to buy at the top. So then there's your case and there's your, um, there's your, you know, most powerful person in the market example, and you write the 105 or the 110. Now, you can also say, you can listen to, hey, Junie, you just talked about this, trading at the top, you know, missing the rocket, this is this seems all kind of similar. Yes, instead of writing the 105 and getting the, or the 100 put and getting a good deal and having to buy a stock there, you can instead, um, after missing the rocket, just buy 100 shares and sell the at the money cover call. That way, if it corrects there, uh, you make money from cover call. And let me remind you, your cover call, you get paid extra because that call is worth a lot because people, other people think it's going to go up higher, right? Call premiums are the highest when the stock price has overextended. So you're getting paid fat to uh, write this cover call. And if it starts correcting, you were already paid fat, so that buffer is nice. Uh, if it continues mooning, great. You are officially part of the rocket, and you also uh, benefit from the rocket going up. So missing the rocket and being idle is not an option. If, if the closest thing to idle, I think, would be to formulate a plan and stick with that plan, but missing the rocket and then saying, nah, I don't want to get it anymore if you if you find yourself in that scenario you probably didn't love the company in the first place um but wow i cannot believe i almost forgot to say this last bit wow 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 see that's what happens when you don't have a script and you're just like a sad boy in a room like with a microphone uh <laughs> you just kind of like vent <laughs> um i hope you guys and girls enjoyed today's episode i had a lot of fun recording this one um, this affects so many different people. Um, it, it hasn't really affected me. Uh, I, oh, here's a little bit of a pro tip. Once you stop really caring about Wall Street bets, like your, your, your level of trading goes up another tier because you stop getting tempted into all these like little FOMO plays, but I also don't want to. I also don't want to give off the vibe of thinking like, "Oh, I'm too cool for Wall Street bets because I do this style of trading." Like, I, that's not. That's not it. I'm just trying to give some like responsible little tips. Like, if you're just starting, because you don't know any better. So, like, you're in a candy store, but you have a mouthful of cavities, uh, and you know you should be probably not in the candy store. But you know, most of you are adults, and you do whatever, whatever the heck you want <laughs> um and uh yeah um i think that's it i think that's it fomo fomo is a thing missing the rocket is a thing but you could definitely do something about it and i hope i explained those points today thank you
Wow, what an episode today. You can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang, where I stream uh, on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific time. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. You can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tasterworks, and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. Um, I want to give a shout out to. Is this the right link? I think this is the right link. Um, this is definitely the right link. Oh, I still got to sign in. Okay, I'm just going to keep it rolling because we're in the 1% section now. Sorry about that. All right. Um, I'm going to give an extended shout out to Pocket Change, Andrew EC Kim, Mike D, Slim Lotion, JZM, Malop, Johnny B. Good, Empty Cans, Mods, X Galaxy, Royal, Mitch Brady 7, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, Statistically Random, Tom Lawless, Mr. Integrity, Trevi. <gasps> Island Bell, Wheaton, Nah, Cheese, Moment, 1856, Trevon, S.M. Hayden, Little, Little, Mr. Sneezy, Metal, Dun Dun, Grandpa, 95, Golami, Tsunami, Leo, Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Maestro, XC, Nate the River, Descendant, Wilkai, Norfist, Viri, Batrader, Chicken Dinner, Slava, Litvin, Ivan, Yukonok, Red Green, Blue, Decentral, Arfman, Lord Skeletor, Ladies Reserve, The Jester, Crispy, Green Boy, Kaput, Rusty, Shifty, AGN, SS88. <gasps> oh, nice. Uh, yeah, this is my last day uh visiting my parents before i go back down to socal um i already got a list of things that i need to do when i get down there i need to get a haircut my my bangs are like touching my forehead and like that's like one of the worst feelings for me like imaginable um what else i need to get uh, some ro di water from my shrimp tank i probably need to trim my shrimp tank i bet the but the roots of my floating plants are growing too large and uh, my dwarf baby tears are also probably getting out of control. Um, excited to get back into some jujitsu stuff. Um, but kind of also excited just being back in SoCal. Uh, going back home is always fun. Um, but, you know, most of my friends are... Uh, definitely back in SoCal so just being around people my age instead of just you know my parents you know it's always nice um, though coming back home is always like a good reset I find myself um, more definitely more humble uh, when I get back from a trip visiting my parents um, a little bit more thankful as well and yeah I, th I think that's it. I'll probably go a little bit deeper into how things are going uh, in this section next week when I can speak inside my SoCal room um, where no one can hear me. <laughs> um, yeah. I hope that today's episode wasn't, you know, too bad. I know I can sound like brash at times is if that's even a word <laughs> um but it comes from a good place i mean you're talking or you're <laughs> you're not talking but you're listening to a guy that basically created an entire website uh and a, a, an entire podcast and has all of this built because of one tweet that like triggered him Right, like I remember reading that tweet, and a lot of you already know this story, but I read that 
one um, uh, Reddit comment. So it wasn't a tweet. It was just a Reddit comment that said, like, imagine an ally savings account doing better than you. I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to try this one last strategy out. And if this strategy doesn't work, I'm done. <laughs> so I take that learning moment and I reflect on it a whole bunch. And I just hope that like other people can can see that I'm just genuinely trying to help uh, just in my own creative way. Because I can tweet the most like responsible things like buy the dip, time in market, beats timing the market and all this boring stuff but no one listens to the boring stuff like you gotta think of some creative way to get people riled up and people to really engage and listen even if it's uh, disagreeing with me sometimes right but i hope that even when you disagree with me that you understand that i'm willing to listen to you i'm willing to like have this dialogue with you you know as long as you're being respectful and i promise to be respectful to you back um because there's just a lot of mean people out there on social media. And that's why I'm also thankful for, for the community that's on ThetaGang.com is there are a lot of really cool people that share their trades. It, it's incredible that like there are people that trade that I'm not going to put them on blast. I think I've mentioned this before. There are people that trade like better than me and I know that they're legit. Right, and it's just up to you to find them and follow them, of course, because you know I didn't build that feature for nothing. But shout out to the shout out to the users, uh, the guys and girls, for, for like really holding it down and you know continuing to upload trades like every week. It is just really really awesome seeing that, and uh, you know the interactions on the website where I see people helping each other or clarifying things that someone might be asking. Those are the best like it really feels like i'm making a difference um and that what else more could you want from like a pot like a passion or a side side hobby right is like make feeling like you make a difference uh oh yeah and so on the way back i'll be listening to more of that side hustle show podcast um just wow like what a show like that that dude also does an episode every week now i don't know if he like records them in the future like i still have not done that um i don't i don't think i will to be honest i don't think i could do two of these in one go let alone two in one week even if it meant like not having to do one later because the stock market is so like contextual like what happens if there was another covid crash but then you know in in the next episode you don't hear me mention it at all right like it's that would be sus um i keep burping it's the diet coke and here's me hiccuping and burping um yeah wow you know i wasn't feeling all that well, uh, until I hit the record button. I think it's just something about hitting this record button makes me feel good. Um, which, you know, I'll end the podcast just saying one more time. If you've ever wanted to do anything like this, it is way easier than you think. And it is some of the best times that I get to self-reflect 
uh, and just remember to for things to be grateful for and thankful for and um, it's I don't know I feel like it's low key like changed my life but I'm not going to go into that like sappy story in this one maybe a future one but yeah I'd say this this podcast and you know the the whole Theta Gang project um, has impacted my life in a in a really positive way so uh, I hope everyone has a amazing week and good luck trading. Uh, and uh, yeah, all eyes on NVIDIA Wednesday and keep me in mind. I do not have any shares going into next week for NVIDIA, but that can change. You can just see if I go in or if I don't or whatnot at uh, thetagang.com slash Junie. Bye.